It's time now for our visit with Baylor soccer coach Paul Jobson. Here's the voice of the Bears with Coach Jobson. Back with us, John Morris Show. John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio and pleased to be joined by Baylor soccer coach Paul Johnson with us this morning. And, uh, Coach, where is the season gone? <laughs> it seems yeah. like – I don't know how you feel about it, but, man, it seems like it has flown by with your last uh, last match for the fall coming up this Friday. Well, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, Jamie, because, we, you know, we were on a call with the Big 12 head coaches yesterday, and we were – just saying, man, in, in August, we'd have, we'd have been, you know, we thought that November was, you know, 10 years away. And, <laughs> right. and now we're here. And, you know, in a normal non-COVID year, we would be heading to uh, the Big 12 tournament this week and preparing for that. So we'd be close to the end of the season. But for some reason, uh, it feels like we had a, a long buildup and then a really quick sprint to the end. Yeah. And uh, things, uh, it seems like, have gone very well. Uh, do you agree? I mean, the protocols that are in place, travel and everything, wasn't easy, but it seems like it's gone pretty smoothly. Yeah, I think where we, you know, we, we made up some, some ground and not having to play two games in a week, yeah. I think that everything – uh, COVID uh, kind of put the extra stressors on there. You're right, it wasn't easy in, in that regard. Uh, but really, really proud of Baylor and, and, and the Big 12 and how they put together the protocol so that we could we could play a nine-game season and we could play a conference schedule because um, there are obviously some conferences out there that, that aren't that fortunate. So we, we were happy to have that stressor if that meant that's what we need to do to play. And let's make the point, this, this match against Oklahoma State this, uh, this Friday at home is, uh, is the last of the fall, or it's Oklahoma, not Oklahoma State. Right. Uh, but this is the last match for the fall schedule, and then you're going to have uh, some, score, some sort of spring schedule also. Yeah, the way we've kind of broken it up is we've just put it into segments. So we're saying, hey, this is the end of this this segment, and we're going to go off for a little a little break and, and fine tune some things on their on their own and maintain fitness and come back and finish it out in the spring, uh, where we'll play what looks like a non conference schedule. A lot of things are still kind of up in the air, but uh, it looks like we're going to be able to play some games and give ourselves give ourselves an opportunity to hopefully compete in an NCAA championship uh, early summer. Coach, I got a lot of you got twenty three shots on goal on Saturday against uh, Texas. How do you get? How do you go about trying to? I guess you can't really, but how do you get them? How do you make those goals? I, mean, I don't know how to put that. <laughs> hey, when you figure that out, let me know. I know. I'm sitting there trying to think. Like, how do you do that? that? Like, that's the question. It's sometimes that's just the way the game goes. You know, we had some great opportunities, and and you know that their goalkeeper makes some big saves, and sometimes things just don't go your way. And you know, when you're in a sport where it's you know games are determined by you know, inches uh, of goals and not, you know, you know, hundreds of points or whatever, but uh, it, it's tough. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that sometimes luck goes your way and uh, sometimes it doesn't. So I think that that's kind of what we ran into against Texas. I thought we were the, the better team for the majority of that game. And unfortunate minute I've, I've been calling it is that we, you know, we missed a penalty kick. And then I think kind of the shock of it, they had a goal kick, went down the field and scored a goal right after uh, and then we just we weren't able to put the ball in the back of their net. So kind of an unfortunate minute that kind of set us back and allowed them to defend a bit. Um, and at home, you know, they were at home. Being on the road is always tough too. But, you know, we've got a young group, and the last piece to always come is finishing and scoring goals, and that's what we've been talking about all year. But I'm uh, really happy with our defense and how hard we're playing and the opportunities we're getting on the attack uh, at some point are going to fall, and we're going to score a lot of goals. In those penalty kick situations, is there more pressure on the goalie or the kicker, or is it just about even? There's way more pressure on the kicker because, really, 
the the goalkeeper, you know, the, the percentage, I think, is like 90% chance that the kicker's going to make it. So the goalkeeper's just there like, hey, I'm going to give it my best shot, and, you know, it's up to you to put it in, basically. So pressure is on the kicker, um, and it's it's tough. I mean, it's a, you know, all of a sudden that goal that looked really big all of a sudden looked really, really small. <laughs> Paul Jobson with us and guest uh, this morning, uh, John Morris Show, Coach Jobson, Baylor Soccer Coach. Can I go back to the, the spring schedule? If y'all mm-hmm. met or talked as coaches yesterday, what? Uh, how much of that has taken shape, or is that still yet to be determined? Still a lot to be determined. You know, I mean, the, obviously our, our winter sports and spring sports are going to take some precedent, obviously, because they're uh, you know they're the they're the in season sports and we want to make sure that they get in what you know what we were able to get in for the fall and but at the same time trying to make sure that we know you know when the start dates are going to be you know whether that you know, the NCAA is going to allow us to start the first of February but I think the Big 12 is going to push that back to March 1st and then trying to figure out okay who else is playing and who else can you you know get on your schedule that's not maybe in their conference season so there'll be some difficulty probably finding some some games during that time, but really a lot up in the air. And then you're trying to find the best way to build your resume so that you can, you know, we're not going to get the automatic uh, qualifier. So we've got to find a way to get a bid into the tournament. So we've got to build a, a tough schedule uh, on a, a limited amount of teams probably. How will you all treat these next couple of months like a, as an off season? How will that go? Well, I think it's going to be great because uh, it's going to give us some training for, for what a summer looks like for some of our freshmen who haven't been through a, you know, a summer break where they've got, you know, eight weeks on their own and they'll have a plan um, to, to stay fit and to kind of sharpen some things uh, to come back ready to compete. So it'll kind of be a, a good practice for them when they, you know, when the spring is over and we head through the, the couple of summer months to prepare for next fall. Because I think that's one thing that we're kind of forgetting about is that, hey, we're going to play the spring schedule and then they're going to have a quick summer and we'll be right back at it again in the fall. Yeah. So uh, in some ways there's some advantages to that. Um, and I think it's a great learning opportunity for our young players um, to be prepared for that season as well. Will you play any conference games in the spring or will it be all non-conference or do you know yet? Well, we may we may end up having to play some conference teams just, just to be able to get games. Now, they okay. won't count. Obviously, our conference season is, is right now, so they won't count you know, technically conference games, but we may play, play some conference opponents um, just to make sure that we can get some games in and some quality games because we know for sure the Big 12 teams, uh, we're all looking for games, and if we need to play each other to play games, then that's what we'll end up doing. Gotcha. And Krista tells me uh, soccer gets 20 competition days annually. That's that's over a calendar year. You'll use nine of those here in the fall, so that leaves you 11, right? You could play as many as 11 games in the spring? Yeah, we, we, we'd be allowed to play 11. Um, I think the, the number of weeks we have will make it difficult to get that in from a safety perspective of number of games that we wanted to play, but the key will be, can we find quality games, um, get some wins, and build a resume that can get us into the NCAA tournament. So the exact number of games that we're going to need to play is probably still out there, trying to figure out, you know, can we keep to one game in a weekend just from a health perspective, or are we going to have to double up on some weekends to get in some extra games so that we can get the resume we need to get into that tournament. Are y'all going to, as far as trying to find teams, are you going to try to look in, you know, I know in-state, Texas, obviously you can play in the state here, and other states in the Big 12, but are you going to be able to play teams out west, or, or how does that shake out? No, I mean, we're looking to try to keep it somewhat regional just from a, you know, budget perspective and just, you know, all things COVID, you know, we're still going to be dealing with that, I'm sure. And so, but the fortunate thing we have here in Texas is that we've got a lot of teams within a really a driving distance 
uh, that where we can get quality opponents. So I was kind of going through some numbers the other day, and I think we could get, you know, I've got 22 opponents within driving distance that, that, I, that I can select from that hopefully we can have enough that also schedules matchup that we can play. I know there's some teams out there that aren't as fortunate regionally, but we're really fortunate where we are. Hey, there you go. That's good. That's a lot of that's a lot of good options, mm-hmm. you know, within yeah. the region. All right, uh, Oklahoma coming in. It's Friday. It's five o'clock. Let's make that note. Five o'clock on Friday. Uh, you've got that great uh, shutout string at home going over a calendar year. Let's don't dwell on that. I'll mention it once, but uh, I don't want to dwell on that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, let's not uh, let's not overhype that. Right, let's talk right. about it when the game's over. Right. <laughs> We've continued that streak, but I feel really good about our defense. But I think that you know what would help our defense is if we could know that we can give up a goal now and again because we're scoring a lot of goals. And I think that that's where we are as a as a team. Is that defensively we're solid from you know from back to front, um, and we're getting some quality scoring opportunities. But yeah, I mean we we love we love defense. We're going to be a defense first minded team, and uh, obviously we're going to this game hoping for another shutout and uh give us a scouting report on oklahoma a rebuilding you know they are you know you're going to look at the records and they they you know they don't have a victory uh so far They're, they've got a couple of games in hand just because they had the covid bug early so they've got a couple more games to play after after this weekend when we're, we're actually done so they've got a few more games but the new coach new staff kind of building some things together and i think i said this before the uh Kansas State game is that you know you don't want to be the team that you know they find a breakthrough on so that's what we're we've got to be ready for there's no weak teams in this conference um even looking at Kansas State you know they had been blown out by Texas seven to nothing and then came in gave us a good game and we won 4-0 but they turned around two days later had to play uh TCU who's probably going to win the league this year um and took them to overtime so you know, Oklahoma is a similar team where they've got some dangerous players and, you know, you hope that they don't start to peak uh, at your place. So we've got to be ready um, for a, a, an, a, an opponent that's hungry to hungry for a win. We always say, you know, dying dogs bite. So you got to be careful. Mm, that's good. Should be great weather uh, on Friday also. I mean, we're talking about the first week in November, but it uh, should be spectacular weather-wise. Oh yeah, we're looking forward to that. We've had some great, uh, great weather the last couple of days, and that just uh, great, you know, fall weather. Maybe you could bring out your soccer scarf, you know, maybe a little bit you know, late at night when the sun goes down. But yeah. it is going down earlier now. But uh, five o'clock game, we're looking forward to just being back at Betty Lou one more time and uh, finishing up this segment of our season. Very nice. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Go feed that dog, and uh, <laughs> and we'll see you for the uh, coaches show tomorrow night. Also. Awesome. Sounds good. Appreciate you. you guys. All right. Thanks very much. That's Paul Jobson, Baylor soccer coach.